What's up? What's up? Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show because you're not afraid of hard work. You just want to make it work for you. In this episode, you'll meet Jennifer Sobel, who combined her lifelong passion for belly dancing with her skills in digital marketing to create the bellydancesolution.com, one part of what's become a six-figure online business. Stick around to hear how she made her first sales without any audience to speak of, the creative way you may be able to acquire customers and grow your email list for free, and how she's transitioning from one-time sales to a recurring membership. Three big ideas to look for in this episode. Number one, the power of combining two or more things to come up with a new idea. The combination game. I think it's something that can help you stand out from the crowd like Jennifer did and become a market of one. Number two, mentorship. If there is such thing as a shortcut or a cheat code, I believe mentorship is it. And you'll hear how Jennifer applied that. And number three, the power of micro optimizations. I loved Jennifer's call to always be testing. And I think that's something that we can all apply. Notes and links for this one are at sidehustlenation.com slash belly dance. Since we spent some time geeking out on sales funnels and different products and offers here, I thought it would be helpful to put together a little worksheet that you can fill in the blanks with with the various offers and products that might make sense to uh, test out with your audience. Once again, that's at sidehustlenation.com slash bellydance for the full text summary of this episode with all of Jennifer's top tips and that free funnel building worksheet. Ready? Let's do it. I took the One Funnel Away Challenge by ClickFunnels in February of 2019 create a a funnel and launch a program. So I was thinking to myself, what should I do? Well, obviously, something belly dance related had been on my mind since probably 2010, because that was my biggest passion. And I thought, well, what could I create around this? Well, I was at the gym one day, I was on the treadmill, and I was watching the TV and a commercial for a drug for urinary incontinence. And in that moment, it triggered me to remember one of my students coming up to me after belly dance class and telling me with a big smile on her face that since she'd been belly dancing, she didn't have bladder leaking anymore. Well, I didn't know that belly dance could actually do that. And I never had actually even thought about bladder leaking either. So in that moment at the gym, those two moments came together and I thought, hmm, I wonder if there's something to this. And so I went online, I did some research, and I found out that this is actually one of the biggest problems that women will have in their lifetimes. And in the US alone, around 30 million women have this problem. Globally, it's probably 200 million. And probably one in three women in their life will have this issue. It's often due to having children or getting older and entering menopause. And so I thought, well, I'm not going to create a huge course until I validate the idea. So me being a marketer, I I thought, okay, well, I'll just run some Facebook ads to a free video and see how many people are interested in this thing. So um, I created a free video and I'll never forget, I launched this Facebook ad campaign and I only put like, I don't know, $25 behind it. And in the morning I thought, well, If a few people have opted in, five people, that's kind of cool. Okay, so you create the video, put up some Facebook ads. Like, what what does the video say? 
I think it was a really terribly ugly landing page, to be honest. And I think it just said something like, you know, watch this free video for urinary incontinence or bladder leaking or something like that. I was clear to call out that it was actually to solve a problem. And on this first round of ads, somebody had told me, that people in the CrossFit community tend to have leaking. And so I did, I think I may have targeted this particular ad campaign only to women in the CrossFit community. And in the morning, all these like 20 plus people had already opted in for this video. And that was enough of a confirmation for me to create the program. Had you run campaigns for clients like prior to this? It's like, oh, I'll just yeah. fire up some Facebook ads. Like, oh, it's a little complicated, the interface and everything. Yeah, um, I had run a lot of ad campaigns for my clients before, Facebook ad campaigns. And so I just ran a simple traffic campaign. So just trying to drive people to that page. And I do remember the moment when I launched my very first Facebook ad campaign many years before that. And it does seem really intimidating, the interface. But once you get in there and just play around with it for a few hours, you'll get really comfortable. So, I mean, that's really my, one of my main messages to people is don't be intimidated by all this. Like once you actually get in there and use it a little bit, you're going to get really comfortable. So I like this, I guess, the, I don't know the right term for it, but like combining two things to make a new thing, combining this love of belly dancing with this commercial for bladder leakage or urinary incontinence, like, oh, you don't, necessarily need a drug for this. Maybe you just need this unique form of exercise that I've happened to have been doing for 15 years. Like I know all about this and saying, okay, I'm going to produce a new, you know, something you may not have ever thought of before. And maybe that is something that added to the compellingness of it. But then uh, going about the way of saying, okay, let's see if anybody else would be interested. So the campaign, simple traffic campaign, get the free belly dance video about 20 people opt in for that. What happens next? So I was obviously very encouraged by that. And I thought, well, this is, I just knew from my experience as a marketer that that was a a very healthy response and that it must be something that was needed. And I also knew there was a high pain point with that problem. So that was all I needed. (laughs) And I just hit the ground running. I was bootstrapping this. I didn't really want to spend a lot of money on the front end developing this. So I found a nonprofit, a local nonprofit that helped young women get experience as videographers, as filmmakers. And so I connected with this organization and they had a videographer come out and film my belly dance videos. I think yeah, charged $25 an hour for that. And the studio space was like $25 an hour. And it only took me about five hours to film all the videos in that program. And that was pretty much it. So that was the bulk of the content side. And then I had to build other bonuses and things like that. And then it was about the marketing end, like creating the sales funnel and the copy and the digital mock-ups and all that. And so I put it together within three months from start to finish. And I did my first launch in June. Okay. So spring 2019, this is when this is happening. I like this bootstrap hack. Like if I get creative about this, how can I find a way to get this done better, faster, cheaper? Like go to this local nonprofit. Hey, you guys want to learn, get in some reps for your, your videography skills. Like here, come film me do this thing. 
Now, a lot of people give the advice, audience first, product second. And it sounds like this was like, I had a little bit of a taste of an audience on Facebook through this ad campaign, and I'm confident I can go find more of an audience. And and based on your research, well, there's you know millions of women suffering from this. So the audience is out there. They're not necessarily paying any attention to you yet, but I'm going to go build out this product. And you said, okay, well, you know, it's five hours of studio time. It wasn't a huge time investment, but what happens, what happens after that? What happened after that was interesting because I launched the funnel and I was, (laughs) I was in love with it. I was really impressed by it. I worked really hard putting it together. And I remember the first time that I birthed it into the world when I actually launched it and started running some low-cost Facebook ad campaigns, but I did put some money behind it. And I remember that night I went to one of those like uh, spiritual shops, you know, where they have like the spell candles and stuff. And I actually bought one of these like candles and I like did my like little ritual and I was like super positive. This is going to be amazing. I'm so excited to like wake up in the morning and see how many sales I have. (laughs) Well, you know where this is going. In the morning? Nothing. Crickets, like, it was not zero, like flat out zero. And so that was disheartening. Even from the original 20 people who'd opted in, did you launch to them as well? I don't know if I immediately sent it out to them or not. Okay. I don't I don't remember. But I just thought this thing was going to be huge just right off the bat. I've definitely had those moments, right? Like you hit, <laughs> you hit refresh on the report and you're like... Yeah, I'm like, this cannot be like not a single one. And I'd already, I'd already done the ritual and everything. <laughs> and it was just, yeah, it was, it was a very sad moment. But so I kind of let it sit for a little while. And I was like, what is going on? What do I need to change? Is it the design? Is it the copy? Is it the price point? And I kind of let it sit maybe a couple weeks. And I was just kind of letting it percolate. Like, what am I going to do? I don't know what what needs to get fixed first. And I thought, I really need some guidance here. I need someone to actually look at my funnel and tell me exactly what I should do. Because I don't have the objectivity on this. And I want someone who's like 100 steps ahead of me in a number of different ways. And it was... um, I think it was Memorial Day and I was going to, a friend asked me to come over and he had this amazing barbecue planned. And I thought, no, I just really need to kind of introspect here on my business. And I went for a run. I came back, I was laying on the floor of my living room, looking up at the ceiling and it just hit me that I need to find a coach. I need to shorten my learning curve. This was probably the best decision I made in my business. I thought I can struggle with this on my own for probably, I mean, at least months, if maybe years, I might get to my goal. I might not. I might get discouraged. I might spend thousands and that waste thousands and thousands of dollars. And so I just thought I need to get a coach. I need to shorten this learning curve for myself. And I went to the computer and I remembered Julie Stoyan, who was one of the coaches on this One Funnel Away Challenge. I didn't know anything about her. I never interfaced with her content or anything. It just was like a intuitive thing. I went to the computer, I looked up her mastermind, and I set up a call to talk about that. And that was 
a huge turning point in my business and in that particular course. Okay. I appreciate you sharing that. Like this is a, a big life hack, just not necessarily just for online business, but really in any facet of your life, find somebody who's been there, done that, find the coach to shorten the learning curve. That's been something I was, you know, have been hesitant to do for a lot of years, but it's like, okay, this is often a very worthwhile investment if you can find the right person to help uh, move yes, things forward. Yes, if you find the right person, it can shorten your success path by years. Did you know that roughly half of Side Hustle Nation hasn't started their side hustle yet? If that's you, I get it. Starting and building a business is tough. It takes more than just an idea. There are tons of moving parts, and it's a bit like trying to assemble your airplane in the middle of takeoff. Thankfully, our sponsor, Taylor Brands, is helping Side Hustle Show listeners make that leap and make it all a lot easier. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, making sure you have everything you need all in one place. Think of it like your behind-the-scenes partner for things like LLC formation, licenses and permits, getting an EIN, setting up your business bank account, bookkeeping and invoicing, insurance, logos, trademark protection, and a lot more. Taylor Brands helps you handle it all seamlessly. And to get you started, Side Hustle Show listeners get 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans when you use our link. That's taylorbrands.com slash side hustle. Taylor Brands, like a tailor for your clothes, T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash side hustle. Start your business journey today with the help of Taylor Brands. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search and hit the ground running with your new hire. But what if you could get rid of the search part and just get matched with qualified candidates? Well, now you can with our sponsor, Indeed. It's simple. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. The matching and hiring platform is trusted by over three and a half million businesses worldwide to connect with great talent faster. And 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. For my next hire, I'm using Indeed to tap into a talent pool of 350 million unique monthly visitors. And what else is cool is Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets. And how about this? Side Hustle Show listeners get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Just go to Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What kind of recommendations uh, did she make or other mastermind members make for this uh, landing page or process that you'd set up? She helped me restructure the pricing to gave me some feedback on the design, the copy, and I just went to work on it. And I changed some things. I tweaked, you know, all kinds of stuff. And then I relaunched it and I put more money behind it this time with my Facebook ads so that I could get more data from the market, like what was working with my ads and what wasn't. And that was the beginning of it being profitable. And I kept tweaking. I was absolutely persevering about making sure I hit my conversion benchmarks. You know, I needed that sales page to convert at least one to 3%. I needed my one-time offer after that to convert at least that percent. And I would just test little things. And my philosophy is just to make micro optimizations. Don't try to change everything all at once. 
take your best shot, see how it goes, and then just tweak one little thing at a time. And you would be surprised how those little tweaks turn out to make a huge difference. Okay. What was the primary offer on on this landing page and the price point for that? So that was for the belly dance solution videos that teach you how to do the five core belly dance movements for strengthening your pelvic floor. And then I built out, I don't know, like 10 other bonuses on top of that core offer. So there was like audio practice drills, there was um, cheat sheets, there was an ebook, there was uh, how to DIY your own belly dance hip scarf, and a vendor list of companies that I think make high quality hip scarves. I just tried to think of, you know, what would round out this offer? What would help to resolve any objections that people might have? Like the audio drills. What if you're like traveling and you're on the go or you just want to be able to listen to it? So I just tried to sweeten the deal as well as resolve any type of objection, time, location, whatever it might be. And then I put an OTO on the on the back end of that. And I also had an order bump, which I had to tweak so many times it was ridiculous. But I finally got something to work. Okay, let's break down these terms. So OTO is one-time offer on the checkout page or or on the thank you page. What did you put for that? That actually wound up being way harder to put together than my <laughs> first offer. <laughs> and it's always like, well, I just made the thing. What else? You know, I, this was the thing. This was the product. And now it's like, oh, I got to come up with this other thing. Yeah. And there's like, I don't know, two to three times more content in my one-time offer than there is in the in the core program. It's a fitness program because I used to be a personal trainer. So I created a cool fitness program that uses belly dance. And then I have a lot of strength training videos like 10 for your upper body, 10 lower body core stuff. So that was that one-time offer. And it's good to think about a one-time offer as being something that the first offer doesn't address at all, really, that would make sense as a as a second step. Okay. What's the price point on the OTO and the primary offer? The primary offer is 37 and I had the one-time offer at 37.2. I've since added another one-time offer that I put before that one. And I that now has become 37. And my original one-time offer is now 27. Okay. I guess I'm pleasantly surprised. Or these are these are like surprisingly low numbers in the world of online courses where it's like, you know, everything is 997 or something. So it's like, oh, it's only it's less than 40 bucks. Like, okay. But that means you gotta drive a lot of volume. And at a one to three percent conversion rate, you could be spending money on ads quite a bit versus like, oh, I only need one thousand dollar conversion. Sure, I could convert at one to three percent. It's like, oh, I gotta stack up a lot of these to pay for the ads. Right. And I mean, really that that funnel is called a self-liquidating offer. They call it an SLO funnel. And the purpose of that funnel is really to recoup your advertising costs so that you're basically getting leads for free. Okay. That's the purpose of that so that you can then sell them something higher ticket on the back end. And that's the value of that. Now, with my funnel, my coach, Julie, she always tried to manage my expectations because most SLO funnels don't actually make a profit, but they are usually effective at getting you leads for free, which is a huge benefit. I'm just very stubborn. And so I was absolutely 
confident that I could make a profit out of this and not just have it pay for my advertising costs. But that's the point of it is to basically provide an irresistible offer at a very low price point. And then to have something that you're going to offer them, you don't even need to have it right away. You don't need to have it on the front end. You can get all these leads, get a list for nothing or low cost. And now you have a huge list of people that you can then sell other things to. Yes, a, a list of proven buyers in this case as well versus just uh, yeah, free Yeah, exactly. Uh, and that are in your target market. So that's a huge benefit. And, you know, other people call them mini offers, but it's it's a really good strategy for building a strong foundation in your business and getting people top of funnel, people into your world. Did you have anything higher ticket to sell uh, after the fact? Now I have a membership program, which is my Feminine Fire. So that's a monthly membership program, and there's an annual membership as well. But now I'm also trying to figure out something that's even higher ticket, and I'm exploring creating a a belly dance teacher certification program. But you don't have to see the whole path. I didn't have a whole you know, value ladder. I didn't have a whole concept of what all my offers were going to be when I started. And I think that's important to know because I didn't even think about creating my Feminine Fire program until my customers from the Belly Dance Solution told me what they wanted. And that's why it's good just to get the pot stirred, (laughs) get people into your world, and they're going to start to tell you what things you're going to create. Yeah, I like like this. This is an interesting tactic, and it's something that I've you know I've heard about from different podcasts, and of course, like this big in the ClickFunnels community. It's an interesting way to kind of shortcut the validation, shortcut the potential years of creating content. Like, oh, I'm going to blog, I'm going to podcast, I'm going to YouTube, and then I'm going to sell this thing to my audience. And it's like, well, you could go out and essentially buy the audience, see if it's something that they want, and then. Once you have people paying attention, yeah, then you can follow that that same course of like, well, what what other problems do you have? What else do you want? So I'm just trying to visualize the, I guess, the offer stack here. So on the landing page, primary offer is the belly dancing course, the five core moves that you need to know, plus these 10 bonuses, $37. One time offer happens after that, fitness program, strength training videos, 27 to 37. And then you mentioned order bump as well. This is something else that happens on the checkout thing. Yeah. So this happens on the order form page. There's just a box for them to check. And you have very little like real estate in terms of copy to sell this like little kind of add to cart thing, which is usually priced. You'll you'll usually see an order bump priced anywhere between seven to forty-seven dollars. I would say on average an order bump will be like $17, which is what mine is. And I had, I think I played around with a couple offers. My first one was a natural solutions remedy guide and an expert interviews, which then became a part of my core program because that order bump just did not sell. It was very, very frustrating. And then one of my mastermind fellow members suggested that I create something about like improving, like helping you to feel sexy through belly dance and calling it belly dance in the bedroom. I was very opposed to this because I personally, as a belly dance professional, I don't like linking belly dance with sex or making it a sex object thing. But what I 
felt like I could get behind was creating a video that would help women get in touch with themselves and their body and grounding in their body and just connecting with their own sensuality that doesn't have to do with anybody else. That I thought would have a value because I'm not into belly dancing as a spectator sport or where you're an object for someone else's viewing. I'm absolutely opposed to that. So I created something that is just for women, for themselves. And that order bump, as resistant as I was to the idea initially, has been way more successful than anything that I did. And it converts at like 40%. Whereas my other ones, I was struggling to get them to convert at 15%. Okay. Well, is there a, I guess for every step, every add-on along the way, is there a target that people ought to be shooting for? So for cold traffic, a benchmark for sales page is one to 3% is good. Anything lower than 1%, you definitely need to figure it out. Because if something's wrong with the offer and the offer is not converting, it doesn't matter how amazing your ad campaigns are. It's just not going to work. So sales page is 1% to 3%. Order bump, ideally, you want to get that around 20% at least. And your one-time offer, the first one should be about 20%. The second one, there's if you have a second one-time offer, there's definitely going to be a drop-off. So if that was like 10%, that would be pretty good. Okay, 20% would probably be amazing. And you could kind of see this in action. I don't know if he's still doing this, but Russell Brunson would have like, get expert secrets for free or whatever his latest book is for free plus shipping. And then, so you pay the $6.99 shipping, you say, I want it. And then it was like, boom, order bump number one, you know, $50. Do you want this special training? Boom, order bump number two, $250 course. And then it's like all the way up to who knows what, but it's like, oh, all of a sudden you thought you were getting this book for free plus shipping. And it's like, oh, I just left with $400 in my cart. And, but that all goes back to this self-liquidating offer paying for ads. And, and if you're really good at this, it's like, now I'm buying profitable traffic and that's kind of the holy grail. But this is, uh, this is really interesting stuff. appreciate you sharing and appreciate your note on these like micro optimizations along the way. It's like, you really don't know until you test. And so it's like, okay, well, don't wholesale change everything, which can be painful, which can be expensive. But like, okay, let's run a, a critical, a statistically significant number of people through with this headline and this image and this, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, because what I see people do all the time with their offers is initially they don't work. And that happened to me too, when I hit crickets the next day after I did my spell candle ritual. <laughs> but like most people, when they, they've tried maybe a few times, they just give up. And they just say, well, I guess this isn't a good offer. That's it. It's over. It's game over. The biggest thing is just don't give up. If you believe there's a value in something that you offer, just keep going back to the drawing board. Just change one little thing at the at a time. Look at what other people are doing. They don't even need to be in your industry. Just make sure they're successful with what they're selling. And just see if you can do something similar. Like, for example, I saw on someone's funnel, which was not in my niche at all, this really cool coupon code. Like it looked like a like a cutout coupon code on the screen. And I thought that's cool. And I knew that this funnel was doing really well because I used a tool called SimilarWeb and I could see how much traffic they were getting. And I knew that for them to be getting that much traffic, they would have to have been successful with running their ad campaigns. So you can use tools like Similar Web or SEMrush to look at websites and see what kind of traffic that they're getting, where they're advertising, things like that. They're, they can be expensive tools, but you can just give it a trial as well. 
and do some research and see if you need anything beyond that. And so I would just look at what other people were doing that looked successful and thought, oh, well, maybe I'll try that. And that one little coupon thing increased my conversion rate by, I don't know, a half a percent. But if your benchmark is one to 3%, a half a percent is a lot. Yeah. Do a little funnel hacking, see what everybody else is, is yeah. working on. Yeah. Just see, learn from other people's mistakes. <laughs> Yeah, I have, you know, I read somewhere that at any given point, Amazon is testing a thousand different variables on their site, like trying to eke out these like 0.001 conversion rate improvements, because operating at the scale that they do, like that probably adds billions of dollars to their bottom line. And it's like, okay, I can apply the same tactics on a much smaller scale. One of the tests I was running just this month was, what would happen if I underlined links on Side Hustle Nation, which I never... I get, you know, maybe this was a default of my theme and I never bothered to change it. I was like, I kind of like the way that it, that it looks like, you know, the links were a different color. I assume people would know to click on them. I don't have a ton of data on this yet, but the early results suggest that like I, I was costing myself an obscene amount of money by not underlining the links, like affiliate links and stuff. It's like, okay. Right. And it could be something that little that makes a huge difference. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm almost hoping like it's not, it wasn't, but anyways, um, like I'm seeing like, Just so you don't I'm seeing, feel like bad. double digit improvements in conversion rates, like in click-through rates from this one little tweak. And so maybe not everything is going to wow. be, um, you know, as easy a win as that, but, you know, trying to test these different things. Are you comfortable sharing your, the ad spend before, you know, how much did you have to donate to Zuckerberg before it became like, okay, this is reasonably profitable or reasonably, I can, okay, okay, the offer is working. Now I just can play the tweaking game. So I, on the advice of my coach, in my first initial launch, which I did a three-day launch when I launched the new funnel, and I spent $1,000 in ads over three days. Because a lot of what happens with people now, I have to give a big caveat because the Facebook ad environment that I was operating in in August 2019 is very different than what it is now. And myself and thousands of other advertisers are struggling on that particular platform because of the iOS updates and the ability for people to opt out of tracking has really changed the Facebook ads game. But I put in a thousand in that initial campaign and I either broke even or made a small profit. I didn't lose a single dollar. And, you know, over the course, I mean, obviously over the lifetime of how long that um, I've been selling that program, I've been profitable. Now with Facebook ads, I might lose money on a particular campaign. And so I'm just trying to figure out how to make that platform work for me right now or pivot into a different platform. Okay. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. I was going to ask, okay, what happens when this ad traffic dries up or you tap out the market that you were targeting or or what sounds like, you know, thanks to some other technical changes in the environment that it is no longer as effective as it as it once was. So what else are you doing to get people into the top of the funnel here? (laughs) Yeah, well, so I'm going to be looking at other platforms. Like the first one I'm going to start working with is TikTok. Because for my particular niche, belly dance 
is likely to do well on that platform. Um, I started a YouTube channel about four months ago, so I might experiment with YouTube ads. I also just built a blog, so I'm working on SEO traffic, and I will experiment with Google ads. When you have a business that's online, you want to create an ecosystem. So you don't want to, the worst thing you can do is put all your eggs in one basket. I was doing that with Facebook. A lot of other people have been too, because it was way easier to be profitable with your ad campaigns a year ago, a year and a half ago. But the best thing you can do for your business is really to start to own your real estate online, have things that are actually yours, your blog, your podcast, your YouTube channel, you know, and to have it be very diverse, like an ecosystem. So that's what I'm working to do. And, you know, these are longer games, but to me, perseverance is the, and stamina is the key to success. So, you know, if you just keep plugging away at it in a few years, you're going to create a, a very solid foundation for your business. Right. And thankfully you have the, have had the last couple of years of being able to acquire customers profitably. So you have these other people now that you can reach out to who are already customers of yours. You can say, well, what else, what else do you need help with here? On the YouTube front, I would recommend checking out episode 314 of the Side Hustle Show. This is with Nate Dodson from microgreensfarmer.com, I want to say, teaching people how to start a microgreens business, you know, out of their garage, out of their spare bedroom, which, you know, had no idea this was a thing. And his big thing was like, you got to create a new category. But YouTube was the top of the funnel for him. And so he has this cool, like, over the shoulder video, kind of like, time lapse, you know, here's 10 minutes, you know, how I run this microgreens business. But that, in his case, leads to the landing page, like, hey, you know, get the free quick start guide to starting your own microgreens business. And then you're in his funnel. I think it's probably a deadline funnels type of thing as well, where it's like, you know, the card is closing kind of like evergreen launch style, but, you know, trying to intentionally drive traffic to a free lead magnet. So funnel hack him, funnel hack uh, Jacques Hopkins from uh, Piano in 21 Days. He's got lots of Cool stuff uh, as well on the YouTube front. A TikTok is uh, is a new ball game for me. Although we did do an episode uh, on TikTok with Tori Dunlap from her first 100K, and her funnel was more, uh, you know, she does have her own products and services, but it was more of an affiliate funnel, which was kind of surprising. So it was TikTok to a free money personality quiz based on your answers, and I think there were five possible results to the quiz. She so would send you down a path of additional content, additional value, affiliate recommendations, and then, you know, her own products and services. And so that was her kind of like TikTok funnel. And she was like, if you hit that viral wave, you better be ready for it. Because it was like adding 100,000 email subscribers in a week, like it's going to stress your systems. But, you know, having the foundation built before that wave came was just, was just nuts. And on the flip side of that, being prepared to deal with the ugliness of humanity that comes out with yes. a million random strangers mm-hmm. viewing your stuff for the first time. So pros and cons, pros and cons to that. Uh, anything else on uh, the marketing side? I think being an entrepreneur is really about maintaining a positive mindset when the challenges come up because they inevitably will. And, you know, Facebook isn't working for me right now, but there's so many other possibilities and just keeping your mind open and expanded to possibilities instead of contracted and afraid because there's always a solution. And so really that's that's the most important thing is to keep looking for solutions. What's the tech stack that you're using to 
deliver these products to sell the stuff? Yeah. So I used to have active campaign, but when I launched my feminine fire program, I needed a very robust membership area and a organic hosting platform. Kartra hosts all the videos in there. So you don't have to use something like Vimeo or Wistia. So um, I, when I switched to Kartra, I, they also do the email. So I don't have, I didn't need active campaign anymore, even though I really liked it. I think active campaign is a great email system. So now I have Kartra and I had to keep click funnels where my belly dance solution is because I actually spent months making that page look better, look prettier, just have a better user experience. And I moved it to Kartra with this beautiful new design. And for whatever reason, the conversions plummeted. <laughs> and you hear that joke about how sometimes ugly funnels sell. I don't know if that's what it is or not, but I had to reopen it back up on ClickFunnels and all that work months. And I spent a lot of money too, just until I can figure it out. It just, so now I have um, ClickFunnels. It is so frustrating when like the nicer looking page in your mind yeah. doesn't convert and you're like, what is going on? What's wrong with this? I thought for sure this is going to be amazing. <laughs> and it just everything. And it wasn't just the sales page. Even the, um, I redid the one-time offer pages too, and they looked gorgeous, way better. And those <laughs> right? those conversion rates went down too. Uh, I guess this is why you have to test everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it can be that far. It can be really make you want to pull your hair out. But you know, what can you do? Some things work, some things don't. Yeah. If you travel a lot for work or for vacation, you might be familiar with that feeling you get knowing you're leaving your space unused for long periods of time and you're still paying for that privilege. But hosting on Airbnb means you don't have to leave your home sitting empty when you're away. Being an Airbnb host isn't just a way to earn some extra cash. It's a chance to share your space and make a guest's vacation all the more memorable. You might be thinking, eh, maybe my place isn't the right fit, but don't write it off just yet. Your potential Airbnb might be right in front of you. Whether it's a spare room or even your entire home, there's an opportunity waiting. Airbnb turns your home into a practical and even profitable venture. We just got back from a family trip to Hawaii where we stayed in a great Airbnb, but our place back home could have been a highlight to somebody else's travels, and we could have used the extra cash to help pay for the trip. So if you're curious about hosting on Airbnb, find out how much your space could be worth by visiting airbnb.com slash host. Once again, that's airbnb.com slash host. And tell me about the transition to Feminine Fire and the membership and how that has been received from your belly dance customers so far. Yeah. So um, in March, 2020, right before the pandemic, I had bought a ticket to Bali with one of my intentions being that I was going to film this Feminine Fire program because um, I wanted to film it in some beautiful areas. And I also knew that it would be more cost-effective for me to rent studio space and get a videographer in Bali as opposed to the United States. So I filmed the program there over a period of about four months. I filmed about 350 videos. It's wow. like the most comprehensive belly dance program. And I also created a system where... You can basically DIY your own belly dance routines. I created like a building block system. So I had to film a lot of videos to really pull all that together. I launched that program in December 2020 and it did, I had a really good launch. 
And then I just, over this year has been really hard just trying to figure out how I want my evergreen marketing strategy to be for that. But I'm getting clearer about it. And I want to, I think I worked so hard to just get that program done <laughs> that I was kind of burned out on the marketing end of it. But now I'm, I'm going to start really putting that strategy forward in 2022 and also create the belly dance teacher certification program as well. But yeah, people love it and I want to reach more people and I want to help people use it more and really feel confident belly dancing and just get more proficient with it. I was going to ask your take on this launch because you mentioned even for the belly dance solution. Well, it was this three-day launch period versus this evergreen, and maybe you combine that with the deadline funnels to give it a sense of urgency. But it's like, I, you know, this is something that I struggle with. It's like, it's a digital product. It's always, you know, why do we have to put like this false scarcity behind it just to make a sale, get people to um, feel motivated to get off the sidelines and jump in. But I'm curious how you went about that with this, something that is always there versus like, oh no, it's an open and shut cart type of thing. Right. And I guess there's like advantages and disadvantages to both because when I launched my Feminine Fire in December 2020, I did do that as a pressure launch. And I opened the card and I actually did close the cart indefinitely. And I think I wound up closing it for a few months and then I opened it back up again. So, I mean, I think there's advantages to doing more of a pressure launch type thing where you open and close a cart as opposed to having it open all the time. But I don't know. I feel like these, it's more realistic for them to, to be available. I mean, people are going to need the belly dance for their pelvic floor all the time. It's just a different type of marketing strategy to create more urgency and scarcity. And I think that they both work as long as it truly is that. And it's not like a false scarcity thing or a false urgency, but I think both can absolutely work. It's just trying to figure out and test the best way to, to do it. How did that December and subsequent launches go? Well, I only did that one pressure launch and it, I did really well. I mean, I think I got around 215 new members, which is pretty hard for a membership program. Memberships can be hard because there's like a recurring fee. So yeah, I was really happy with that. And now I just need to figure out how to transition into a more effective ongoing marketing strategy and get, you know, even if it's only 50 new members a month would be, would be great. So I think I need to just start setting my benchmarks and really be working towards them and, and just be testing things out all the time. And getting 200 people to pay you monthly is outstanding. I mean, that's, that's not nothing at all. Don't diminish that. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of them got paid annual as well, which was like, I was so honored that without even really seeing it, they were all in on the annual. And I have some like amazing, wonderful customers and members that are super loyal and supportive and it feels amazing. And it just makes me want to make the program even more amazing too. So I'm on femininefireofficial.com and I see the price points here at 27 a month or 270 prepaid annually. So a little bit of a discount for the prepaid annual plan. This is always a challenge too of like, okay, what's inside the membership? So there's content, there's the 300 and something videos that you filmed in Bali. Mm -hmm. What else is in there to kind of keep people sticking around? Yeah, so I do some live classes each week as well and... 
Um, something that I want to do more of is bringing in experts from different areas too, because Feminine Fire to me was never just about belly dance. It was about living your best life. And so I want to start bringing in more experts that will talk on things that will help women feel better about themselves, be happier, healthier, better relationships, whatever it might be. It could look so many different ways. So that's one of the things that I want to do. And I want to create like uh, badges and milestones to really keep people moving forward at each level and create like a structure of progress where they can really feel good. That's the other thing that I want to do and even have a certification around that if they want feedback. Like a Peloton thing, like you completed your hundredth ride type of thing. Yeah. Or just like having different levels, like beginning, intermediate, advanced and get it, getting a certification at each level. So they feel like they've actually achieved something and they have a certain level of proficiency and mastery. That's really important to me. I want to give a greater sense of direction and structure around how to progress because there is a lot of content in there and I've made it as easy as possible to approach it through the different sections. There's also like a lot of just like studio type classes at different increments, like 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 10 minutes. So yeah, and I'm continuing to add new content all the time. Okay. Yeah, that's something I definitely search for in uh, in YouTube for like workout videos. Like oh, I need 20 minute yoga. That's all the time that I have. Let me do this. Yeah. And you, you'd only need five minutes. Is there a, a community element to it where members are talking to other members? Yeah, we have a private Facebook group for the Feminine Fire. And I mean, everybody in there is just so lovely and supportive. And yeah, it's great. It's a really safe space. Over the last couple of years of doing this, any surprises, mistakes, headaches, things you would do differently if you had to start over, just to tee that up? I mean, I would definitely was surprised that my rebrand of the Belly Dance Solution was a total flop. That was definitely a surprise. I think there's definitely no mistakes because you can always learn from everything. It's just a learning process. But yeah, I'm definitely surprised on an ongoing basis by things that I think are really going to resonate don't. Um, So it's just, you may have one idea in your head about something that people are really going to like and you just might be wrong and vice versa. Something you think is not really going to be a hit and it is. I'll give the example of the loan signing episode that we did a few years ago. Like I almost didn't publish it because it seemed like so niche. Like, okay, you go over to somebody's house, you watch them sign paperwork and you, you get like, I get that you get paid for it, but it doesn't sound like the most exciting gig out of all of the episodes like that's one that I hear the most feedback on like oh dude you know I got my notary commission I went out I started doing this I'm making money and it's like oh okay it just goes to show you you never really know so you gotta put it out there see what kind of reaction it gets well Jennifer this has been awesome what is next for you what are you excited about these days I am excited about marketing my feminine fire program on a regular basis instead of really not doing very much with it last year. I'm looking forward to the certification program and the teacher certification program. And I'm also exploring moving into some e-commerce with some like physical products, as well as kind of circling back around to my career as an acupuncturist and Chinese medicine practitioner and creating some products around that. Oh, cool. Lots of things uh, going on there. Yeah. If you got a built-in audience going down the physical product route, kickstart your presence on Amazon, on Shopify. Could be cool. Yeah, exactly. Well, it is the Belly Dance 
solution.com, also femininefireofficial.com. Check Jennifer out over there. Let's wrap this thing up with your number one tip for side hustle nation. I'm sorry, but I feel like I need to give two, if that's okay. The first one is don't give up. That is like the most number one thing. If you believe in what you're doing, don't give up no matter what. And number two is find a coach or an expert who's so many steps ahead of you who can give you personalized help will really shorten your learning curve and your time, your money, your frustration. Yes, I like both of those. A call to don't quit when the getting gets hard and don't quit when the first launch uh, is responded to by crickets. (laughs) And find somebody who's been there, done that, who can offer some guidance along the way. Find a coach, find an expert, find a mentor. Jennifer, thanks again for joining me and we'll catch up with you soon. Thanks so much. Big thanks to Jennifer for sharing her insight. Notes and links for this one are at sidehustlenation.com slash bellydance. While you're there, make sure to download my free funnel building worksheet to help you fill in the blanks with the offers and products that might make the most sense for your audience so you can go out there and start testing. Once again, that's at sidehustlenation.com slash bellydance for the full text summary of this episode with all of Jennifer's top tips and that free funnel building worksheet. That is it for me. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, let's go out there and make something happen. And I'll catch you in the next edition of The Side Hustle Show, where you'll meet the guy who turned his passion for tailgating into a profitable online business. I'll see you then. Hustle on.